catchphrase. It's uh, catching on all across America. Slowly. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, I well, that talk. means it'll, it'll last, you know? We're going to talk more about the rats we <laughs> bought for the kids last night. What did they do? I told them we bought them these rats. I actually just went to the, the dump and grabbed a couple of rats. <laughs> We've replaced these purebred Dumbo rats with some alley ones. Let's these, see if anybody notices. Are these fancy rats, Daddy? Oh, yeah, they're fancy, all right. They read Chaucer and... Uh... They got names. That's uh, that's bubonic and that's lines. <laughs> that's where you go right there. Um, Fleabit. <laughs> so I want to, Sean to read this before we get to our guest. This is from the National Review today. So 2015, Facebook knows all about you and has sketchy privacy issues. Us collectively, sigh. 2016, and sells it to corporations, yawn. 2017, and to the highest bidder, meh. 2018, FYI, the highest bidder this time had connections to Trump. Everybody panic. Okay, well said. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that. sarcastically. So the Facebook and the analytics people and all that sort of stuff, I, I don't quite understand what's going on here. It's about big data, folks. Keep your eye on the ball. Which, Trump happens yeah. to be, uh, but it's it's all about Facebook and big data. Kelly Cohen is a criminal justice reporter for the Washington Examiner, is following the story, uh, including Diane Feinstein demanding uh, people be dragged in front of Congress, etc. Kelly, welcome. How are you? I am great. How are you? Excellent. Scared. Very scared. No, very boy. scared of big data. I actually just deleted the Facebook app from my phone. I already knew. I, yeah, that, that stuff really freaks me out. I think no matter what side of the political aisle you're on, you don't really want your personal stuff being looked at. I mean, granted, I don't use Facebook a lot. I haven't for a long time. But I don't know. That stuff kind of freaks me out. So I just deleted the app from my phone. <laughs> so the uh, the long story made short is that this company, which analyzes data, uh, semi-legitimately got access to a bunch of Facebook users' data, but then got access to a hell of a lot more, and then we're selling it around. Is that a fair characterization? Right. And when you say a hell of a lot more, it's almost 52 million people. So it's kind of, it's just a big deal because, you know, we have, we have all this drama with do tech companies do enough to protect our information? Whether, again, whatever side of the political aisle you're on, it's aisle you're on. It's concerning. You obviously, politi- um, social media, it's public. My Twitter's public. You can see what I'm doing on a daily basis on Twitter. But at the same time, you don't necessarily want that personal data mined and used, you know, by to kind of influence how you go on the election. So. We've got this drama from Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google. They've not been doing so great. They've not been answering lawmakers' questions. And we also have, you know, what did Russia actually accomplish when they, you know, put put their hands in the 2016 election? We saw that with the indictments by the Justice Department last month of those 13 Russian nationals. Um, So it's kind of just concerning. And this is probably one of the only things I think that can ever um, unite Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill. They're all pretty upset, and they want, you know, they want Mark Zuckerberg or the face of Facebook to come in and talk. Don't send a lawyer. Don't send a spokesman. Let's bring in the big guns and actually, you know, explain what happened. And how is Diane Feinstein involved? So she is the top Democrat on Senate Judiciary. And as you know, Senate Judiciary has been having, they've been investigating kind of what Russia did in the 2016 election, what social media could have done, what they did wrong, what they could have done better. They've had a slew of hearings. Her and Chuck Grassley have actually been spearheading a lot of this, you know, together almost in a bipartisan effort, which obviously we don't see in a lot of some of the other committees. So she wants Cambridge Cambridge Analytica, which is the data firm that was used by the Trump campaign to get that data from the 50 million users on Facebook 
she wants them to come in and talk, you know, imploring Grassley to bring in the CEO, the whistleblower, and another professor, which was named in the original New York Times report. And then she got backed up by Senators Kennedy and Klobuchar, who are Republican and Democrat, respectively, to bring in Facebook, Google, and Twitter. You know, they were here at the end of 2017, but they kind of didn't offer, you know, they said, uh-oh, we messed up and we won't do it again, but they didn't necessarily offer any great, um, you know, concrete ideas. Right. So, so they're kind of all coming together. Getting back to the Cambridge Analytica thing, have you formed a an opinion yet as to whether – Facebook was uh, complicit in this? Were they just negligent? Were they grossly negligent? Or were they uh, innocent victims of this evil, evil uh, English firm? So they've actually played, you know, that quote, ignorance, we didn't know this was happening card before. Um, Zuckerberg said in September in a blog post, you know, obviously we know Zuckerberg is a big Democrat, so he's not obviously Donald Trump's biggest fan. Um, He said that, you know, he didn't, he should have taken it more seriously that Russia actually had a plan. So he admitted in September, uh-oh, I should have been more serious about it. Uh-oh, you know, we didn't we didn't know this was happening. So this card's been played before. And then yesterday, Facebook's vice president of marketing, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but she kind of said what Cambridge Analytica did is huge. They're, they're gross violations of everything Facebook stands for. They violate all of our policies. So I think they're kind of, you know, if they were on the hot seat in the fall about, you know, what Russia did and they kind of, you know, snuck away from it. Um, this is actually, I think, a way bigger deal. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to say, you know, uh oh, we messed up. You know, trust us, that will do better. I think this is actually going to be something. And you can even look at, you know, their stock. It's falling. Yesterday was their worst day, I think, since 2012. So, you so know, they can, play, the- they can play the victim card, but I think... When you when you think of the number fifty million people, you kind of start to freak out a little so, bit, and I think that's why you know the guy with so the no, the guy with the nose ring and the colored hair that's doing all the interviews. He's the whistleblower. What what is he claiming? I mean, is he trying to claim that Zuckerberg knew? Um, sorry, say that again. You actually cut out. <laughs> the guy with the nose ring and the colored hair, the whistleblower that's going around doing all the interviews. What's he claiming? Yeah, so he's saying that. Um, Facebook knew that they... That they, they so they he says of, Z- Facebook did know. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a problem. Uh, yeah, because, Kelly, I was just going to ask, and uh, not only do I not know how to answer this question, I hardly know how to ask it, <laughs> but if if uh, Cambridge Analytica was granted access to the information of about a quarter million people, they were claiming to do an academic study on psychology, and then they somehow got access to 50 million people, uh, how does Facebook not see that access being gained and again i wouldn't know i wouldn't understand your answer if you offered it (laughs) that is a very complex question um i think oh god i don't even well and and i think it's so mystifying to all of us we wouldn't know mark zuckerberg could claim anything at this point oh no there's no way for us to know well if there's no how do you if you grant somebody access to yeah you can come in and go to my bathroom and you don't know they're sleeping in your bedroom and watching tv in your living room and the rest of it then you have no safeguards right i think that's why i said you know i don't think facebook's going to get away with this you know reading the original new york times article you know facebook kind of downplayed the link originally downplayed the leak they were like you know it was right like you said academic purposes it's not a big deal but then we have all these, you know, stories coming out. There was the um, undercover video released yesterday that Cambridge Analytica was using really shady tactics to, you know, get this information. Um, I just think that 
It makes me want to delete Facebook. There's my answer. It makes me want to delete the app because I don't. Uh, yeah. You know, Interesting. So you're not the only one. So is Zuckerberg <laughs> is Zuckerberg um, possibly guilty of something really uncool, or is there a possible crime involved? Oh God. Yeah. Is it I unethical or illegal? Right. It's it's right, and I think that we're probably going to see that play out. Or is he the Antichrist? I, because <laughs> some people say that. <laughs> Ask the pink-haired guy. Maybe he knows. <laughs> All right, listen. You know, Congress, Congress can't bring any criminal charges against anyone. So the most that they can do is hold these hearings and, you know, kind of get Facebook really in trouble. Um, so I think, and as we also know, Congress doesn't necessarily always, you know, do everything great. They don't always come together on a lot of things. They don't accomplish a lot of what they're going to say. But I think because of, you know, we're seeing this bipartisan push. We're seeing people upset. We're seeing the Facebook stock crash. I think, and, you know, when was the last time Sheryl Sandberg actually had, you know, answered questions besides mm. just, you know, bragging about Facebook or, you know, promoting herself? Um, so I think, you know, we're going to see this bipartisan push. We'll see what Congress does, and then we have to actually see if anything comes from it. Because, like I said, they were there in the fall. You know, they said, uh-oh, we messed up. We'll try not to do it again. And then it kind of just went by the wayside. So I think this might be a wake-up call to maybe, you know, I don't know what criminal... That is going to have. We'll leave that to the investigation. Right, journalists. right. Oh. Kelly Cohen of the Washington Examiner's online. Final question for you, Kelly. Uh, I see in your bio you're a big sports fan. Rock what, Chalk Jayhawk, by the way. What's uh? Oh, oh she's oh, Jack. Why would you get <laughs> all belligerent? She's the University of Missouri. Tiger. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that was painful for her. <laughs> what 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 sport are you most passionate about, Kelly? Um, football. Um, I was born in I was born and raised in Miami, and you know I'm a diehard Miami Hurricanes football fan. Oh, gotcha. and sadly, I'm a Dolphins fan. Hmm. So my true love lies in football. I wanted to be actually a um, sideline football sports reporter for my entire life, and then for some strange reason, politics stole me away. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, they're both really ugly when you dig deep. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Kelly Cohen of the Washington Examiner. Kelly uh, enjoyed the chat very much. Thanks very much. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. You too. So uh, I've proven this week that I'm, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know, I'm, um, what's the word? Naive, I guess, is just the best word. Like, mm. I, I was shocked that Andrew McCabe turns out to be a liar. I just didn't think a guy that ran the FBI that looked like him, uh, talked like him, could be a liar. Turns out he's a liar. Even though I uh, think Facebook is, you know, trying to get as much of our personal information and everything like that as possible, I've always known that, I didn't think Zuckerberg was just an out-and-out liar, like perhaps actually, you know, at cross-purposes with the law or his own nation. Do mm. you think maybe he is? Uh, uh, here's my theory on Zuckerberg. Or Zuckerberger. <clears throat> is he, uh, that was weird, because there were a couple Zuckerbergers, then there was clearly a Zuckerberg. Yeah. Anyway, here's my theory on Zuckerberg. He is astride a beast he can't quite control. Is there any chance, Sean, you 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 watch the movie, you follow this a little closer. Is there any chance that he's not near as is is brilliant as his company is that took off? And he's like like Joe said, he's just like trying to ride this great big giant powerful thing. And he's not near as sharp as we all think. Or, no, he's not an Elon Musk type. Where I, I well, he, he might be, though. See, that's the where my beast analogy comes in. The most brilliant horseman in the world can't ride an enraged elephant. Uh, so, you know, Facebook might not be controllable. I think he has certain areas of expertise, and judging by how it started, I think he's probably very good at coding, knows like a lot about a programming, stuff like that, but I don't necessarily have him as some sort of intellectual tip yeah, of the spear. Because he's a billionaire, he gets treated like he's a genius, like Elon Musk, but it's possible he's just pretty darn smart. 
like the smartest kid in your class or whatever. And then his company just took off. And now he's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with this. You know, that could be. Although, if you weren't a science fiction hater, you would be familiar with the fact that a lot of science fiction has to do with geniuses creating something that it turns out they cannot control. But there's no way he saw all this Facebook stuff coming the way it, the exactly way it controls the, point. the world. That's exactly the point. Well, yeah. yeah. That's But I'm just saying, I just... Uh, the idea that he's pulling the strings on all this, I think it might have just taken off on him. He's kind of, I didn't know this could happen. Right. I wasn't paying attention to that because I'd never even thought of that. Right. Well, it was a, a way for college kids to hook up. Yeah, right. And then it was more, and, and, and it's become get, a monster. You could get people elected or not elected on, with this? I don't understand. I was just trying to get laid. Yeah, he did not anticipate his thing becoming the, the largest news delivery device in America. Or I don't know what the stats are, but so many people use oh, it, it for so many different other things. things. Yeah. yeah, he essentially went into the graveyard of society, technology, and sex, and he sewed together a monster of human interaction, which is now rampaging across the countryside of society. <laughs> And okay, throwing well, the little girl notes. of our <laughs> throwing the little girl of our innocence down the well of our darkest fears. Wow. I wow. need cliff notes. Yeah, exactly. That was complex that was complex. Could Mary you, could Shelley's you, Mark Zuckerberg. Could you sketch that out so we have like a visual? That'd be cool. Give me a minute. That'd be cool to see. The bolts go on the neck, right? <laughs> the text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. A new poll has found that a majority of Americans believe the government is spying on them. No, we're not, said your microwave. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I like Alan Dershowitz. Uh, I don't always agree with him, but... You know, I'm not smart enough to really disagree with him. Just uh, yell bull spit at him. He's a Harvard law professor, and um, he was on the OJ Dream Team. <laughs> uh, God, girls got to make a living. Interesting claim say. to fame. But anyway, he's a, he's a teller of truth, though. He is. Well, he clearly he clearly comes to uh, decisions based on what he believes is, le- is legally true, not on uh, whether or not it, he thinks it helps D's or R's. Right. He's, he's a D, definitely. And yeah. He certainly pisses off each side enough to where I, I trust that he's not playing yep, sides. Exactly, which I appreciate. And yeah, here's well, yeah, we'll get more into that after he says what he says. Yeah. Well, I have a message for both sides. You know, historically, it's been the liberals and the Democrats who haven't trusted the FBI, right. haven't trusted the Justice Department, and have said, let's make sure that we have oversight. And it's been the Republicans and the conservatives who said, oh, anything the FBI says has to be correct, it's has true. to be true, even J. Edgar Hoover. Now we've seen it all flip because partisanship has overcome principle. And my message to both Democrats and Republicans is get back to principle and stop this partisanship. The American public is 
interested and cares about the truth from a nonpartisan point of view. They're sick and tired of a Republican truth, a Democrat truth, a Trump truth, an anti-Trump truth. We need the truth in a nonpartisan way. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. To That's... summarize briefly, the left, which has been beset, besieged, cheated, victimized, investigated, framed by the FBI at times in history, all of a sudden is acting as if the FBI is now and has always been absolutely inviolate and 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 as pure as the driven snow and how dare you ever ever criticize them out of pure partisanship in the minute this flips the republicans will be doing the same thing don't buy the crap well and then just like the election in pennsylvania so a democrat won are you and you're all excited as a democrat really you're you're excited that this pro-life, pro-gun, anti-Nancy Pelosi guy won? Are you actually? Mm-hmm. Or is he just wearing the D uniform? And the reverse for the Republicans. Um, just, that drives me crazy. Have some things you believe. Right. You know, or that you issues you care about and stick to them. But that's, that's see, that's how people are manipulated. And the truth is so much more difficult to pitch than the exciting lie. And the fact that that the Democrats are rallying people around this notion that the FBI is 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 uncriticizable and and my God, this is the linchpin of our democracy. How can you even ask for oversight of law enforcement? That just shows you the depths to which both sides will go to throw crap at you to get you to the polls or to get you to donate. That's indefensible for the left to pitch that. It's stupid. And by the way, it's it's of a sickeningly totalitarian bent to suggest that, that law enforcement, who gets to do stuff to you with guns, shouldn't be overseen by the civilian government. How the hell can you even claim that? That's horrible. This kind of fits into this poll that's out from Monmouth University. Majority in a new poll believe in the deep state. What is the deep state? It was described for the purpose of this poll as a collection of unelected officials running policy. Right. A majority in both parties believe that that is happening. Well, they should. Uh, 63% or I'm sorry, that's the wrong number. I'll hit you with the other number. The vast majority of Republicans and Democrats believe that. More than 7 in 10 Americans polled in each political group, Republicans, Democrat, and Independent, believe in a deep state that is controlling policy. Let's go. Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. That's pretty interesting. You may recall that I've objected to the term deep state because it's too uh, exciting. It sounds like conspiracy theory stuff, the furrowed brow, the secret emails, blah, blah, blah. It's the permanent government class and what they want to happen. That's all you have to know. And there are hundreds of thousands of people with trillions of dollars at stake of course they have an opinion on what they have uh, what want to happen and they exert it because they're in control well it certainly seemed that most of americans of any political stripe believe that cool what's coming up in your news marshall armed school safety officers stops a high school rampage in maryland it was a shootout Auto safety experts aren't surprised a driverless car has hit and killed someone and united airlines shamed into making some changes good I hate them. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I just saw up on the CBS Early Show those um, kids that are part of that political movement from the high school in Florida, the, the girl with the shaved head and the dude that were on 60 Minutes the other night. 
So they're on the CBS Early Show this morning. As the school shooting happens somewhere in the nation, that kind of changes the conversation, maybe. Wow. Let's get to Marshall Phillips with the latest news. Well, we got one person dead after an armed student shot two other students at a high school in Maryland this morning. The county sheriff, Tim Cameron, says the school resource officer engaged the shooter and ended the threat. The shooter was pronounced dead. You got a male student in stable condition, a female student in critical condition at this point. I don't care about the shooter's name. I don't need to hear it. I yep. don't want to hear it. I want to know the name of the school resource officer. Have not found that yet. The officer fired around at the shooter, and the shooter fired around as well. Well, and I want to know his name down the road. Yep. A few days. As soon yeah, as he's because... got his stuff together, he's dealing with it, his family's dealing with it. Because that's a traumatic thing to shoot Hell? somebody to death, even yeah. if they have it coming. Well, and So, you... yeah, we can wait, cable news. We can wait. Well, he had to be concerned at some point that he might die. So right. He got that whole near-death experience you weren't expecting right. early in the morning. And he just shot a child dead. Uh, with, so that'd with be a several lot to, terribly injured children uh, on each side. That'd be a lot to deal with. On, right. on the other hand, yeah, that should be a national hero. And, um, you know, so you got one school where the resource, resource officer exchanged gunfire and one school where they didn't. And you see the results. The president and Putin together again. President Trump talked with the Russian president this morning. NBC News reporting the call follows Putin's re-election for another six years in power. Trump uh, Trump called uh, Putin to congratulate him on re-election, and he is now saying he expects to meet with the Russian president in the not-too-distant future. Okay, is that a normal thing to do? Uh, do you call somebody with a completely fraudulent election in, in, a, in more or less a dictatorship, and I don't even know why I'm saying more or less, uh, do you call them to say congratulations on winning? Unless you have, well, if you have a purpose in mind... Did we ever call Saddam Hussein and say congratulations on winning your election? Or, uh, Probably when he was Noriega counteracting or, Iran for us, yeah. Or Fidel Castro or any of the other people that have their f- completely sh- fraudulent elections? I wonder. I wonder. If he merely called to say, hey, good job there, way to go, then that's bizarre and inexplicable. <laughs> I'm hoping there was more to it than that. Authorities say that a self-driving vehicle struck and killed a pedestrian in Arizona on Sunday night. Now, Jason Levine's with the Center for Auto Safety. He was on the Today Show saying, you know, it's an example of the technology outpacing oversight. There's no regulatory structure at the federal level uh, and very minimal regulatory structure at the state levels, particularly in places like Arizona. Police in Tempe say a 49-year-old woman was walking a bike across traffic when she got hit by the self-driving Uber. Tempe police say that there was a human safety driver behind the wheel. The driver showed no signs of impairment, but Levine says no matter what. Sadly, it does not surprise us. Uh, What we've been concerned about all along is the use of of humans as guinea pigs uh, in the testing of these vehicles. That's not as disturbing as using guinea pigs as humans. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, but it's clearly a state matter. We don't need federal oversight. If the people of Arizona right. are pissed about this and they want the law changed, then go to the capital of Arizona where you can get some attention. The minute we pass some national standard, it'll be beyond the reach of any of us. So it'll the, be the federal effing government. Yeah, so the governor of Arizona, who's a really interesting dude, yeah. and uh, we've we've praised some of his ideas in the past, but... He decided, hey, we're going to be the playground for driverless cars. That's going to be a lot of money, and so we're going to just get rid of the regulations that we had. And could well make you the capital of that technology or whatever. The payoff for Arizona, I'm reading for the New York Times, has been a tech boom with dozens of autonomous vehicle companies flocking there to set up, op- to set up operations. 
Everyday Waymo, the driverless car business owned by Google's corporate parent Alphabet, as well as Uber, Lyft, General Motors, and Intel are deploying hundreds of cars and trucks across Arizona. Right. And they're getting a lot of money out of it. You know what I say? Every once in a while you get run over, but you know, watch out! Look exactly. both left, right, then left again before you cross the street. Wait for the big uh, the big white hand, yeah. not the uh, don't cross. Well, listen, let's, let's take a sober look at this before we rush to do something. Uh, let's see what happened and if it can be avoided in the future. I mean, a lot of people died on the way to, like, the moon mission. You know, granted, they volunteered for it. They weren't just walking, you know, next to the street. Uh, but let's let's all take our time on this. Everybody's all crazy. Uh, we got to do something federal why, why do I feel like I'd be less bothered with a loved one run over by a human who wasn't paying attention or whatever than... A computerized car. For some reason, you could get justice. I don't vengeance. know why. It doesn't make any sense, but something seems extra awful because about a computerized car running somebody over. We process that humans make mistakes. When a machine does it, machines aren't supposed to make mistakes. Machines are supposed to do what we tell them mm-hmm. to do. It's as good as theory as any, but for some reason, it seems to be the case for me. Got a wave of negative publicity now forcing United Airlines to suspend new bookings for cargo hold pets. <laughs> the airline's going to conduct a thorough review of the business of transporting animals. How about you suspend treating your customers like blank holes? How about that? The airline's going to conduct a review of the business of transporting animals in the cargo holds of its aircraft after several negative incidents, including you know the that death. Your pet dies? That is a negative incident. <laughs> Including the death of a puppy in the plane's overhead bin. You killed my puppy. That's a negative incident. Several dogs have also been sent to the wrong destinations. You know, we had an emailer. You remember that nice uh, family's German Shepherd mm-hmm. was sent to Tokyo, yeah. and then they had to charter a jet to fly it back home. And again, that dog was treated way better than I ever have been. But um, somebody uh, posed the question, what the hell happened to the dog that was supposed to be shipped to Tokyo? <laughs> Is that dog in Des Moines no, that, yearning that, for sushi or that's what? That's the dog that showed up when the woman came to get her German Shepherd. Yes, together. and it was the, the Great, Great Dane. Dane. Popped up. Well, right, the Great Dane doesn't even speak English. It lives in Japan. It, what happened to it? Oh, it was sent off to Japan. All right. Yeah, no. That, that's right. Very nice, Michael. Let's, I doubt that's, the Great Dane nice. got, got the chartered jet treatment. Anyway, uh, United's review is going to be completed by May 1st and does not impact it, uh, passengers' ability to travel with pets in the cabin. Although I'm still wondering, the puppy that was put in the plane's overhead bin was traveling in the cabin. You know, my flight over the weekend, I guess when was my flight to Phoenix, there was some old gal with her little dog, and everybody was oohing and on over yeah. it, and she was talking about it. Yeah. Ah, what's the matter with you people? Did I tell you about sitting next to the baby that threw up? Did I tell that story? No. Uh, when I flew to Arizona you last week. it. I can't remember if it was on the air or off. Yeah, so I forgot to check in, so I'm like C30 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to end up with a not a very good seat. But there is an aisle seat there toward the back. It's because it's a woman holding a baby in the middle seat. Ah. I don't mind babies. No. I actually like babies. It's actually like, I'm guessing like a one-year-old or something like that. Fine with me. At this point in my life, I don't even hear crying. Kid could cry the whole time. Doesn't even have any effect on me, right? (laughs) I'm used to that sort of thing. Right. 
Um, but I sit next to the kid. Kid's really crying. Kid's really crying. And her mom keeps saying, you're going to get upset, honey. Remember when you get really upset? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh. just projectile vomits all oh. over the place. Oh, boy. Kamui! <laughs> Luckily, it didn't get on me, but it got all over the seats and her oh, and both of them and the floor and everything That's like that. That's a good momming right oh. there to, to keep that confined to <laughs> yeah. yourself. Right. So I get up and tell the air waitress, I said, hey, that baby threw up. You might have going to get some towels or something like that. Well, I guess that's a biohazard. Uh-oh. So they can't just like fly the plane off or anything. So we have to uh, delay takeoff, blah, blah, blah. And they put me in a different seat because of it. Wow. I should have kept my mouth shut. We'd have gotten home a half hour earlier. It's a little puke. Come it's on. Vomit. I'll be fine. God, St. Patrick's Day, people are vomiting all over and they consider it a good time. It really sick to my stomach, and actually, I threw up yesterday. There's the infant there. <laughs> yeah. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You want the bird or the bell? Neither Give one. Give me the bell. All right. Hang on. Hit Bring the, the bell, bell over. with a bird. Certainly. Grab the eagle by the feet and conk its bald head on the bell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a federal offense. You know, if you're if you're like a 20 year old childless person and you're sitting next to a kid that throws up all over, it's horrible. Is it? Is it? As a grown up who's had that happen so many times with a kid with kids, it's like eh. Glance over. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be darned. Yeah. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? Right. It happens. So a uh, final note on the post truth world, and then this is exciting. We're gonna audition a bunch of new final thoughts announcers. Oh, we yeah. have those lined up and ready, right? You're right. Oh, okay. the rest oh. of the show is taken care of. Yes. I can, I can ramp down. Leisure. I know it doesn't seem like I was ramped up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The holidays may be. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I live in Tempe, this texter says. We've had self-driving cars in town for years. This is the first problem ever, they say in all caps. Right. Everybody keep cool. That's my message. Huh? Joe Cool, they call me. That's not what they call you when you're not around. We were talking about the the post-truth world uh, a little earlier in the show and how you say stuff that is ridiculous and can't be supportable by fact, but it shows that you're part of one tribe or the other, politically speaking. Whether it's GMO foods or poisoning people all over the world, there's no evidence of that. None. But you say it to show that you're on that side. Or part of the whole uh, build bridges, not walls thing probably fits into that, too. It sure. doesn't make any sense. doesn't matter. It makes right. it clear that you're you're 100% right. on this team. Always advocate. I mentioned Trump saying, the Mueller investigation is a witch hunt. So, uh, all Hillary fans and no Republicans. Well, there are absolutely Republicans on there. Including the leader. And the leader, Mueller's Republican, and there are at least seven Republicans. It is unbalanced Democrat, but to say there are no Republicans is laughable. Here's Governor Andrew Cuomo, Democrat of New York. There's a big scandal going on. Eight-week corruption trial involving a former aide. He has stated his name was never mentioned during that trial. His name was mentioned 136 times. Wow. But when you take those out, yeah. it wasn't even Other mentioned once. Right. According to the New York Times, the liberal failing New York Times. So whether you're Trump or Cuomo, you just 
claim this stuff. You throw it out there, it'll convince a certain number of people, and there's no longer any downside to saying something that's complete horse crap. Boy, the, such is the politics of our time. The people that catch on to that are going to dominate for all, until everybody catches on. I think everybody's caught on. Not everybody's willing to do it at this point. <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to. My name did not even come up once during that corruption trial. I think that tells you everything you need to know about my administration. Came up 136 times. Wow. That takes cojones. Do we have time to addition some of our uh, thingies? We absolutely do. Our new announcers for final thoughts have lined up. They're at stage, right? Come on out with your... Your uh, entry number uh, Save clearly your displayed until they've all crossed the state. Okay, right. first the costumes were not necessary, people. Yeah. This is it's yeah, it's but audio. I appreciate the effort. I, it gets them in the mood. Okay, all right. Number one. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. I uh, wet my pants. Yeah, <laughs> that terrified me. This one's called Two Hotties. And now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, Armstrong and Getty, <laughs> and the other guys too. I obviously like that one. That, that one's real good. That's Final a- thought with Armstrong and Getty. Goddamn sons of my bitches. What? Oh, that was a little wrong. Oh, yes, yeah, come on. Hey, let's not. No, 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 no. no, yeah, no. Too much. That was obscene. Don't You got to ask us before you play something that edgy. All right, next. All right. That's the winner. That yes. is without a doubt going into regular rotation. Oh, okay. That is what do awesome. we call that? Awesome. The metal? The metal yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Hey, yo, son. This is Final Thoughts with A and G. Final thoughts with A and G. Yeah. Final thoughts with A <laughs> Please tell me it's over. Final thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Nancy Pelosi sucks. <laughs> All right. All right. We may have to edit that one, but I, I like a whole bunch of those uh, as yeah. individuals. Yeah, that musical medley had a lot of good yeah. individuals in yeah, there. Yeah, I thought those were pretty cool. Yeah, maybe we chop that one up. Uh-huh. I think they're all usable. Let's uh, use them all once or twice. The the metal one and the two hotties will endure. Uh, the the obscene one we can't use. No, there was a no, couple. There's no need to offend people unnecessarily. There was a sometimes there is. There was a couple in that montage <laughs> that I liked that we could uh, chop out. Yeah, we're good. The medley. Yeah, yeah. The first one made me, uh, yeah, urinate a little, and then the second one aroused me, which was too much going on in that general area. Wow. Yeah, we'll, no we'll brush that one off for like some <laughs> Halloween specialist. Like, they, I think that one can get used, but I don't expect it to be a regular. Yeah, the drop demon it in voice. now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I would like to see like nineteen, twenty, twenty-five of them rotate that we approve. Geez, that's as a lot. So deep and evil is good. The two hotties. So you'd hear them once a month. That seems like a little. Uh, I don't know. Sparse. I get tired of the ones that we run every week. It's, it should be more than the five that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Run the metal one for today. Can we do that? Sure. Why for not? today's final thoughts? Two, three, four. And now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, one. Armstrong and Getty. And like the other guys, too. I do like that one, though. Yeah, here's your, here's your host, Joe Getty. Like- 
Thank you, baby. <laughs> Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Uh, my final thought is I don't know how I'm going to time this out, so you guys go ahead and I'll time it out for you. <laughs> All right, great. Positive, Sean, your final thought? Uh, new show that I'm loving on Netflix right now called Collateral. It's a murder mystery. It's only four one-hour episodes. Not that much of a commitment, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm uh, three hours into it. Uh, I, I give that one my recommendation. Marsha Phillips, your final thought. Well, I'm going to go home and get happy, get fueled by the grape, uh, grape, and clean the guest room. I got a former girlfriend flying in. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, now. Yes, hey, now. All right. hey, now. <laughs> Jack, your final thought. So I went and picked up two rats uh, yesterday. Each of the kids getting a fancy rat as a pet. To add to the hamster we got over the weekend, a couple of cats, dogs, and goats in the house. We currently have seven beasts outside of the humans under our roof. That's just way too many animals. What the hell? Mm, mm. I wonder whether you're telling the right people about it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> My final thought is it is such a pleasure and honor to recently have accepted our fifth Marconi Award as the best talk hosts in America. Thank you for that honor. It's a post-truth world, and I'm embracing it. There you go. I'm just going to start claiming crap. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work day. Another Marconi for the mantle. Oh, yeah. So many people thank go to armstrongandgetty.com. Drop us a line. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over! What? Bye-bye. And then my mom told me not to tell my dad because my dad would kill him. And then my dad died like a month later. But again, sorry about your free throw percentage. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.